0: you could stand that half cut and rep better than these guys. Look score down and it's called. We are back with another episode of From the Rafters, Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, April 8th, after the Celtics just took on the Sixers and the Knicks in back-to-back games. Uh, very different results in those two games, we can start with the Sixers game, you know, get the bad out of the way because, well, Sam, they clapped us, they, they clapped the Celtics, good, uh, what, are, what are your just initial gut reaction to that one, it was tough. Uh, well, yeah, it was tough. But the biggest problem
1: was they didn't have anybody to stop and bead. And you could say what you want about the officials. Were they good? Probably not. But the Celtics turned the ball over way too much. They didn't make very good shots. They didn't take a lot of good shots. There there were problems on their end aside from any other issues that are external. Internal things were going on. The effort wasn't necessarily there. The Sixers just outplayed them. Um, one thing I do want to bitch about a little bit is the the fouls... It's not it's not Embiid's fault and it's not the officials' fault but the league needs to change the rule for like their shooting foul calls because when the Celtics are trying to and anybody is trying to guard Embiid you have two options you either let him run you over and go right through you and you can't put up resistance and he gets an easy basket or you do put up resistance he bumps into you and then throws his head back and gets two free throws. There's no reason why that should be the scenario, but it is. There, there are other things he does that are, I guess you could say, skill things where he purposely draws fouls, where you know he like looks for somebody to extend their hand out and he'll shoot into it, things like that. But the the bumping one is the biggest problem because I mean, to guard him, you have to be able to be a little bit physical, and if if he's gonna, you know, f- throw his head back every time you're physical with him, you're not gonna be able to.
0: Yeah, I mean. First of all, before we even keep going here, I, I'm sure Sam will agree with me here. Joel Embiid's an amazing, phenomenal NBA player. Regardless yeah, that's of the not spelling, what I'm saying. Right? I'm saying
1: the problem exactly. is with the league, not him yes. or even the officials because they're just following the rules they're given. The
0: The league needs to make a change. Exactly. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly there. I was just clarifying before I go on my tangent because I'm sure you'll agree with me. Joel Embiid's phenomenal. One of the best NBA players there is top 10, 100%. But... It's so frustrating when you have a guy like Luke Cornett, who is like he looks like he's less than 100 pounds at seven foot two. And Jack, he can Jack stand there.
1: Luke Cornett was the answer the other yeah, day. Yeah, OK,
0: I was wrong. He was he, he's not the answer. There is no answer. I, and I wasn't even saying he was the answer at a time. I just thought he'd do better than Time Lord. And you could make the argument that he did because Time, time Lord didn't out. do too well either. Um, time Lord fouled out in less than 14 minutes. Also, which is horrendous. But you have a guy like Luke Cornett standing in front of Embiid, hands up, Embiid moves him back two feet and Cornett gets the foul call because like that doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. And we and I I know there's another foul call that you hate that Marcus Smart got the benefit of the doubt of uh, in one of these games where he went around the screen. It was the first basket of the game.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that wasn't a foul. And it shouldn't be a
0: foul. And Mm
1: -hmm. that's not Marcus's fault. It's the league's fault. They need to fix it. Last night, the one where um, Jalen Brown got fouled and Peyton hit him with his face, and they called it a foul. That should be. A foul. It's. Just, it's just, I don't know. And it. It. It's hard because if he misses a shot, there is contact, and it affects the shot. But like he made the shot. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it should be an off. It shouldn't be an offensive foul. I don't think, either, because he was in the space. I don't know. It's a tough call. I. I guess the face one is not like a problem because he wasn't doing that on purpose. But when you're taking shots like the Marcus Smart one, where you're just shooting it to draw a foul, there's a problem.
0: Mm -hmm. It's frustrating. And even we can even say that as the biggest Marcus Smart fans in the world. That was not a foul, and there needs to be a change. But I mentioned it a couple minutes ago. Robert Williams fouled out in under 14 minutes against Embiid. Um, Do you think there will ever be a point where he can – guard those bigger guys and not even just Embiid because I don't think there's a player in the NBA who can effectively guard Joel Embiid he's too much of a monster at this point but Robert Williams obviously six foot eight a little undersized for the center position he's extremely athletic extremely talented I love him at the starting center but do you think there will ever be a time where he gets enough muscle gets big enough to guard and bang down low with those guys well he is muscular and I think given a Better start to the game for him
1: where he's not instantly in foul trouble. He can make an impact against Embiid. Maybe not defensively because Embiid is just a monster. But there aren't a lot of Embiids around the league. He did fine against Rudy Gobert from what I remember. He was fine. Um, We're going to see Sunday when they play Denver. That's going to be one to look for if you want uh, this question to be answered. But I really think he's going to benefit. And this is something he can do against Jokic too is by outrunning the guys that aren't as athletic as he is or in condition like him like Jokic and are big dudes but they're not going to be able to keep the pace with Williams especially if he runs the floor he's just got to stay in the game first Jokic uh fortunately for the Celtics doesn't he doesn't take advantage of the refs you know the the (laughs) poor rules in the league like Embiid does which is
0: fine and that's not a knock on Embiid it's just something he doesn't
1: Jokic doesn't do
0: and I'm fairly certain in three games the Celtics have played the Sixers this season. Joel Embiid has shot more free throws than the Celtics. Which yeah, he is, has like 50 something. Yeah, disgusting. That's a gross stat, and it's I don't know. It's probably partially the Celtics' fault. Like I'm not even going to say it's all the refs. Obviously, like the Celtics. I mean, need there to are definitely impressive. times
1: where they foul him because they don't want him to go up. Like it's yes. it's like he's got them beaten. They foul him. the The problem is not with that. The problem is when like. They have no option. It's, it's a catch-22. They either get back down underneath the basket and he gets an easy look, or they put up a fight and resist and don't back right up, and he goes and
0: throws his head back and then just flails his arms and he gets two free throws. Yeah. It's just frustrating, and you can say it's talent. You can say he's just knowing how to draw the whistles, and maybe it is. But then that just leads to the argument that it's the league's issue, and they need to. The, fix The it. Celtics did not lose that
1: game because it. of the officials. That's not of what we're course. saying. They, they played awful. They played bad, and in, in the grand that, scheme of things, even if Philly's playing against another team, I mean that's not right. He and they were saying on the broadcast like he averages the most free throws like in NBA history per thirty six minutes, like ever, more than Harden, like anybody he he has the most mm-hmm. so he's exploiting the game and the nba needs to make a change because i don't know it's just not right
0: yeah it's absurd and, and if you watch the games you know it's ridiculous but it, it's crazy because he doesn't need to do that to get his buckets cuz he's he, he's the biggest
1: but. strongest guy on the floor and he's
0: falling around mm-hmm. yeah it's it's frustrating because he can outmuscle anybody on that and the nba and allows it, it. they they are enabling <laughs> Well, we'll see. Perhaps Embiid, really talented guy. He's my pick for m b for MVP at the moment. Him or Jokic. So we'll we'll see how. Yeah, he's 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 a great player. Like I don't know, we're we're not we're we're trying not to bitch about (laughs) the officials,
1: but we are. Um, It's tough. (laughs) Celtics somehow pull one out on a back to back with Tony Brothers both games. Can you believe that? Yeah, Tony. Tony I couldn't believe it. I I'm watching the game yesterday. I said they got this guy again. Don't Uh. they like? do a game and
0: then fuck off and go somewhere else. <laughs> and Tony brothers, wasn't the one to make the, the most frustrating call of the game. When Jalen Brown got called for an offensive foul. Yes, he was driving in transition. It was him. That wasn't Tony. That wasn't Tony. I saw, I, I thought it was Tony. And then Key Smith, uh, maybe it wasn't then. that it wasn't, but yeah, yeah I, I trust Key Smith usually, but I, I also thought it was Tony, but my um, favorite, my favorite yeah. is when they review a call like that. And it just stands. It's like, that makes no sense because he didn't do any <sighs> whatever, man. And I'm so yeah, happy
1: do... the NBA is reviewing the challenge rule. Like Sham tweeted this stuff the other day and I was like uh, oh, static. They? They're they're gonna review the challenge rule. There's gonna be possibly like one per half or if there you, you are successful you get another one. Because in all honesty, you use the challenge early on regardless if you win or lose it it screws you late because there were calls later in the game that the Celtics could have used. The one where Tristan Thompson uh, knocked the ball out of Noel's hands and they called a foul was, was one oh for God, they could have challenged. And they couldn't because they don't have it. And they're also going to look into the jumping in to people on the shots, which thank, thank goodness. I mean, it's about maybe
0: time. Maybe instead of adjusting the challenge rule, you just adjust adjust how well your refs are refereeing the games. How, how about that? How about they miss less calls and well, got, no, get it, more of them right?
1: Jack. I mean, I mean refereeing is not
0: easy, and I'm not. I'm not being. Sarcastic. Of course not. It, it's of not course easy. not. Of
1: course But not. the the counter argument to that is like these dudes are literally refereeing at the like the top level. Like they're the equivalent. Like they are to refereeing what uh, the the NBA players are to basketball. Like they are the top of the top, so they shouldn't make as many mistakes. But it's still very difficult. No, it, it, I don't know if you got, I used so to hard. do
0: it back in the day. It's not easy. But I'm just saying, it seems like this season. It's it's getting progressively worse and worse, and maybe that's the rules. It feels like they've had a tough whistle
1: over the last week or so. I agree with you. It doesn't. It It, doesn't. It feel like they've been just getting absolutely screwed.
0: But yes, Yes. I don't think it's the refs, Jack. I think it's the rules. The rules are the problem. That's also very possible. That's also very possible. You never know. But what else annoys me is just less so than making the wrong calls at the times but then being so inconsistent with the calls they're making because sometimes they'll follow these rules and sometimes they'll call it the other way i think (laughs) they've been consistently bad on both sides
1: sometimes but i agree where you're seeing like uh for example against philadelphia they were very quick to call ticky tacky fouls even even ones that didn't result in free throws just like you know a reach or a bump whatever but they yeah. would not call it if Tatum gets bumped and loses the ball. I, I don't get it. Maybe there's something that we don't understand about the rule.
0: Mm-hmm. Which then, is possible.
1: Very yeah, possible. it's very possible. I mean, they're the ones refereeing That's they know. But, like, for, I don't know. It's it's very interesting how soft they can be at times and then let them play at other times, sometimes in the same game.
0: Just just give me Scott Foster and Tony Brothers for every Celtics game. Just make my life a real hell. and That'd be real fun. But... uh. Yeah, I mean, building off of that, you know, you mentioned Tatum. Tatum over these past two games has just looked so unwilling to drive to the basket. And I know you've talked about it, we've talked about it, but like what what the hell? Like he just settles for these step backs. And you mentioned specifically in that Sixers game, like he'll get a big on him at the perimeter. And instead of driving past him using his speed, he'll just take a step back. And that makes no sense because that's not something he's always done, right? I feel like in years past, he'd be more willing to drive. But this year, there's something... I, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's like a mental block at the beginning of games. Cause last night
1: specifically, he was yeah, really okay. bad in the first half, but then he started to drive in the second half and it was fine. Mm-hmm. And I I've said it to you on the pregame, probably more than on this, that he's got to start the game by driving to the basket. And then when yes. he's feeling good, then you start taking the tough shots instead of coming out in your first shot, being a difficult sidestep three, then you start the game for like 1 for 5. And yeah, it's I it agree. makes it harder for the Celtics to get going and it's a reason why we we've started to see them fall behind in games lately rather than uh you know choke them away at the end which I I still prefer. Um, <laughs> they actually won a close yeah. game yesterday. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. And he was decent down the stretch even though he did some hmm. things that really frustrating. He's he's been really frustrating me as you know. But I I react for sure.
0: Yeah. One thing that specifically frustrates me, I saw a lot in the first half of the Knicks game, because it was Tatum and the rest lineup, right? It was one of those. But, I mean, there was Robert Williams in there, too. It, the Tatum and the rest lineup is not nearly as bad as it used to be because of Robert Williams, Marcus Martin. It's guys. only
1: going to get better because of Fortnite exactly. when he's, better,
0: he's back. Yes. So
1: it, but, that's that's why that is so important to this team, because it allows Tatum not to have all that pressure. And and I think sometimes... I'm seeing, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing you. just Tatum... On one side of the floor, and they double team him or whatever. And then when he doesn't get his look, he just dumps it to the other four guys to make offense. And that's not, that doesn't make any sense because Tatum should be running the offense, having these guys run off ball screens. But it's literally just Tatum ISO on this side of the floor, rest of the guys on this side of the floor. And when Tatum can't get a bucket, he passes it and dumps it off to the rest, and they have to figure it out. And that's just doesn't make any sense. And you can't tell me if you sit there and tell me that Brad Stevens needs to be fired. You cannot sit there and tell me that that's Brad Stevens form of offense. That makes no sense. And I will not sit here and have that.
1: Yeah. Tatum uh, lately has been running a lot of him. One side isolation and everyone else on the other side. However, at the end of the last game against the Knicks, you can clearly see that the, the effort he was making to move the ball and I think that's something that's going to come with maturity where he's starting to make reads, even though it's frustrating for me to watch him, you know, throw the ball out of bounds or make the wrong pass or whatever. he He's getting there, and I think he might be really working to improve on that. It's not really something you can see. You know, it's not like you see videos on Twitter of him, you know, throwing the ball across the gym. <laughs> to, uh, like, a dummy, yeah. you know, like, he's probably watching film or whatever, however they do that. Um, the the one play that really, like, had me, like, irate was they're up by one point. He's got the ball. The double team is, like, showing. So there's two guys. Yeah. One, one guy on him, two is really, like, creeping over. Jalen Brown's on the other side of the court jumping up and down on the three-point line, open with his hands up. No pass, turnover. I mean, come on. How do, you, how do you not see that? I was screaming on my TV. That's not, I usually don't see things off the ball when I watch. I watch on the ball. I'm a casual watcher, I guess, if you <laughs> will. Or I, I'm not an advanced analytical watcher. Whatever. I, I just watch the ball.
0: No, yeah. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. And that even trails back to the Sixers game. When Jalen Brown took 10 shots, he took 10 he shots shot the whole yesterday. game. Sure. I mean, he did a good job getting his shots, and evidently the difference between Tatum and Brown getting 20-plus shots is a W. And I'm don't, I, I'm not saying Jason Tatum's not an amazing basketball player. He is. And he, if the Celtics lost Jason Tatum, they would be in shambles. He's, he's a great player. He's the leader of the team, or one of them, so I, that's not what I'm saying. But you can't tell me that it is not a fact that in these past two games, when Tatum gets more shots, they lost, and then when Brown got more shots, they won probably coincidence definitely not a stat you could use to you know judge the two of them but i'd rather have the ball in brown's hands right now than tatum's and i'm again i'm not trying to pit them against each other because i've learned my lesson on that one but right now at this moment in time on april 8th thursday after the doubleheader, I would rather have the ball in Brown's hands than Tatum's throughout the game running the offense. Would you? What do you I'd think? Like
1: in Marcus's hands, to be honest with you, I think he did it. No, I'm I'm not even doing like. A no, business. yeah, I yeah. Think he did a That's good fair. job
0: yesterday. Nine assists.
1: Um, he made he made he had a great fourth quarter. 14 points. I was I was oh man I was in heaven. All the all the doubters watching him drill the three. You had my man. Um, oh man, what is what is his friggin' name? Hold on. You you talk for a second. What the hell is this guy's name?
0: Is he is he a next player or is he no, 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 or Is it no. a a guy tweeted the, about the it. Dude, I got you. But
1: the, the dude uh, that I fucking I sent his um
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What I know name? who you're talking about.
1: No, but yeah, Marcus Maddie, Smart. You got my man Maddie Ice telling <laughs> all the haters to relax that. and he's going to come for them if they keep talking about Marcus Smart. That was if you haven't seen it, I retweeted it yesterday. At Sam LaFrance NBA is the probably one of the funniest things that I've seen somebody do on Twitter. Just, like, <laughs> talking into their camera.
0: <laughs> very funny. They will have I'm, to get him on
1: the show sometime.
0: Marcus was clutch. He, he was clutched down the stretch, and he, he effectively, Which he has, I don't
1: want to say he won the game in, game. in fairness to, you know, the people talking shit, he, he hasn't been. All season, the stats will yes. tell you that, unfortunately. But historically, I feel like he has been. I feel like he's played his best basketball when the shot clock's running down or it's late in the fourth quarter and he's making the big plays. And, uh, you know, something KJ has said is we haven't seen a lot of winning plays this year from Marcus, which had been somewhat fair. You know, I mean, I'll never admit it. But, I mean, they they just hadn't been in the situation for him to make winning plays, I don't think. They they couldn't get themselves there. And they were in it yesterday. He had that – the biggest play of the game for me was not a three-pointer. It was the offensive rebound he got and put it Mm. right back up. That that yeah. was a huge play for him. Mm-hmm. He he still makes the winning plays. Um, I don't know. Kemba will be back Friday. They got the Timberwolves. So, let me God,
0: if they lose uh, that game. Yeah. I will say, I think minus some of the sloppy turnovers, yesterday was like a perfect blueprint for a Celtics win. You know what I'm saying? Tatum oh. and Brown leading the way in scoring. Marcus Smart third. The rest of the guys doing their job. You know, obviously no Kemba, so that will help even more. But in terms of these back-to-backs games, and if Kemba's hurt for some reason, that's the blueprint. And plus, you're gonna have Fournier back, and Thompson coming back was much more Thompson impactful than I would have yeah, really
1: expected. Yeah, that was so. a throwaway for me. I was like, "Who the hell cares if he's coming back? He's gonna be he's gonna be lethargic. He didn't play well offensively. In fairness, that was one of the things like I was thinking about. I was like, "Well, you know, we saw at the beginning of the season he wasn't really making his hook shots. You know, he picked it up on the West Coast trip, specifically Golden State, and then he he was looking a lot better than he got COVID." But he was great defensively, and it almost he almost out he did outshine Robert Williams, who had a just an average day for him, not anything special. Uh, I mean, so, the
0: average day six and ten, which is crazy that that's average for him now. Which is I love it, I love it that ten Thompson rebounds is is that blocking average.
1: shots all over the place. Yeah, but
0: uh, the the best part about yesterday, well, there's two great
1: things. One, they executed down the stretch and won a close game, which they haven't done. And two, they won a game where they didn't play good. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Make a lot of shots. They turn the ball over a lot, which isn't okay. Missing shots is more okay than that. You're going to miss shots. Turning over the ball, you can control. But they won a game where they didn't have to play, like, perfect. And that hasn't been something we've seen a lot this year. It's always they're shooting, like, 55% from the field if they're blowing teams out because they don't win close games. Jalen Brown's making pull-ups over to from the free throw line. Tatum is st- sidestepping on the three and drilling it. Didn't happen yesterday. Brown had an inefficient night for him, and Tatum wasn't really that great. He had it, he picked it up in the second half, but he had a very poor start to the game. And yeah. so did Marcus Smart, and then he picked it I up. I was going to say, future. yeah. So, overall, all those guys uh, buckled up at the end and they, they came through, which is, we need to see more of that towards the end of the season. If you want to see a turnaround from this team and you want them to make a run in the playoffs, they need to be able to execute like that consistently because they're not yep. going to be able to win if they can't.
0: 100% did you um did you see Tristan Thompson's comments after the game <laughs> yeah he about what about uh COVID. He made, there were three there were three subjects or four even that he I talked about stood out COVID he said he
1: had all the symptoms and he said it was mm-hmm. be- like he he went 12 rounds with it he said yeah. I believe he said something about the media oh he yeah, was he mad He out, was mad at
0: Kevin O'con- uh, O'Connor he did yeah, yeah he was that what you were about yeah, there's two more, but he called out KOC He's basically by name. He was like, yeah, I know his name now. He said enough about it. Like, he went right at him. It was hilarious. So um, shout out Tristan Thompson. He also said um, that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, he's like, they're going through growing pains. It's up to me and Kemba. I did see so, that. Like, Support yeah, that was them, good which is good. And then the last thing was. Yeah, Advent it really does. Because t- this is really their first season. Yeah. And the last one was he was like. Quote, I think winning a bunch of games in the regular season is a bunch of horse shit. Uh, he went on to rattle off how his Cleveland teams regularly beat higher seeds in the playoffs. Being healthy for the playoffs yeah, is LeBron, what matters to me. So, so the Celtics yeah, don't have a that, LeBron that, type player where they just <laughs> dominate
1: like a series. Like maybe Tatum will do that. He's had good playoff series in the past. He's been a good playoff player for the most part. Brown has to. Marcus has to. I mean, you got a lot of guys that. Or playoff players, but I don't think they're guys that you would talk about flipping a switch. You know what I'm yeah. saying? With with the Cavs, it was different. They would flip a switch. But going back to the Tatum and Brown like growing pains thing, I think that's a fair assessment. I don't think, including myself, we all you know acknowledge that enough because we've seen them both be successful and play well on good teams so far in their young careers that we don't realize that even though they are good players, they still learning a lot especially without Kemba being there consistently you know not being great when he first came back now he's good but he still misses those games every once in a while to where they have to be the ones making the decisions running the offense being the focal point of a defense it's a little different
0: for them and now a quick word from our sponsor Mm -hmm. yeah for sure this is their first year actually having control of the team realistically right because obviously Kembo's out to start the year It was all on them and they started off doing a great job but everyone goes through those growing pains like not everyone was able to lead a team right off in their first year and you can say Tatum did that last year but realistically Kemba was the leader for the first half of the season at the very least and so Tatum had like an easy transition and Kemba was still there and now this is Brown's first shot at it plus COVID plus everything going on it's got to be super hard for them and if you look at all the teams that are you know, leading the way for the standings, right? It's Giannis, obviously, massive superstar. The Nets, who have three of the best players in the NBA. You have the Sixers, who have Joel Embiid, who's having the best season of his career by far. You have the Lakers out there with LeBron. You have Kawhi on the Clippers. You have Chris Paul on the Suns. You have guys who've done it before, realistically. And Tatum and Brown haven't. And this is not a representation of what they can be for the future, at least in my opinion. I, I You have to imagine that they'll be able to grow... And, you know, be better in the future, even past the season. But that being said, I do think that the playoffs come around and the Celtics aren't going to go down without a fight. They're a playoff team. The Celtics have always been a good playoff team. You can't tell me that they're going to roll over, especially if they're in the play in. If they're in the play in they're going to fight. I just hope they're I'd love to see them play in. Yeah.
1: Until yesterday, I didn't actually know. Like I I kept hearing that seven was going to play eight and nine was going to play ten. And to me, that made no sense. I was like, why wouldn't 7 play 10 and 8 play 9? Wait. And then I figured wait. out that like 7 and 8 have to lose two games to lose out of the playoffs. And I was like, all right, that makes more sense. Oh, wait, what? How does it work? So 7 plays 8, and the winner is in the playoffs, no matter what. Okay. Uh, 9 plays 10, and the winner of that game plays the loser of 7 and 8. And then the winner of oh. that game gets the last spot. Really? I yeah, I no didn't idea know that. I works. thought it was just two games, not three. It, it, for the longest time it. they kept saying seven versus eight. I was like, "Why are they doing that? It makes no sense." That makes a lot but of sense, though. How that is honestly the most fair way they could do it. Now that I think yep. about it, I was like, "Well, that is fair."
0: <laughs> I like that. I actually really like that format a lot better. Um, I hope. I hope one of these. Like, I don't. I mean, lower tier teams makes a run or not even a run just like gets through that play-in like i feel like the play is gonna be so entertaining this year especially in the west like the east is fine but oh, let's west, talk about the play-in play jack
1: Who, who's gonna be in the play in these it's probably not gonna be the celtics and it, that's it, without bias because charlotte word. no no charlotte is without two of their main players
0: now for a month a few, they're weeks, gonna yeah. fall off a bit just one last night though uh, hopefully they play against yesterday uh let me double check i don't think it was a very good team but they won regardless it was the thunder so like i said oh, not a very Jack. good team. put it on but, the fridge hey hey celtics almost blew that too <laughs> no well, yeah. they blew the doors um, off at the end hey and d- don't sleep on my man terry rogier so we shall shall see what happens but um yeah realistically you're probably right thunder i mean the hornets probably will have a little bit of a fall off with no ball no hayward no Monk for a couple weeks. Um, the Hawks have been on fire. I'll give them credit. They're glad playing the Celtics really, really are done good basketball. Them
1: this year, to be honest with you, I'm so glad they're done playing them.
0: Mm-hmm. If I had to realistically guess who's getting that 4, 5, 6, I'd probably go Hawks-Heat-Celtics in whatever order you want to put it in. I hope right? the Celtics get
1: 4 or 5. It, it gives them yeah. the best chance to get out of the first round because if you get 6, you got to play probably Milwaukee. Even yeah. though the Celtics have had their way with Milwaukee this year, uh, they played... Kind of bad at opening night, and they still... I mean, they, they blew them out, and then they blew the lead. So they, they barely won that one.
0: I'd rather them play Milwaukee than in either of the other two teams.
1: Yeah. And then game two, they lose because Tice misses a shot, and they played bad. They didn't play a complete game, then they blew the doors off in the next day,
0: or the next game. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd rather play Giannis and the Bucs over the Nets super team or Embiid because Embiid's killed the Celtics all year and that's they still don't have not an answer for it.
1: maybe maybe Thompson helps mm-hmm. a little bit more if he's back up to speed more than he was in January. Yeah. I don't know if he helps, you know, Tuesday if he came back and played. But I think yeah it helps a little bit. it gives you more bodies to throw at him that's for sure it, Robert yeah. Williams
0: probably doesn't get in foul trouble as fast exactly I, I'd say that too I think if Rob stays out of foul trouble for a little longer I think he can do at least some sort of good job against Embiid but uh yeah so the in realistically we're looking at the Hawks, Heat, Celtics, Hornets, Knicks, Pacers, Bulls, Raptors, Cavs, Wizards right and I mean I don't think the Magic or Pistons have a chance in hell you could argued the wizards are slowly losing their chance as well but what four teams are you looking at for that play in and how do you see it playing out let's do a little prediction segment here we'll do it for the west too right. but look the at the, because I feel
1: let me like look at the whole standings little... jack give me one sec you can read yeah, the west I too. While, while yeah I so
0: that. i'll read the west standings as well jazz and sons first first of all shout out that game last night it was absolutely incredible donovan mitchell hitting a shot to send it to ot uh, Suns almost have the best record in the Western Conference. Jazz still hold it by a game and a half. But Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers at five. A little fall off since LeBron and AD went down. Uh, Blazers at six. Mavs, Grizzlies, Spurs, Warriors. Lakers Pelicans, are at Kings, five. Thunder, Rockets, Wolves. Yeah, they're at five because LeBron Come and on. AD have been out. They're uh, falling off a little bit. Let's see, let's see. And they Jokic are... has been the oh, they're still the way.
1: they're still far away from that playing tournament.
0: Yeah, no, there, there's no shot. They they get stuck in the play-in. Oh, I'd be so pumped. You have no idea. If they, like, <laughs> if they, so they got
1: screwed in the play and they lose. Oh, I'd be so pumped. All right, it let's see. It
0: would be hilarious.
1: Uh, Celtics yeah. are a game behind Charlotte and Atlanta at 4-5. Okay, so you've got Toronto's not getting in. They they sold... The playoffs? At the, really? They, yeah, they're not getting in. Uh, Cleveland Washington is not State. going to get in. Okay. Uh, sh- Chicago, I mean... I can't believe their record's what it is.
0: Yeah, they should be better. They really should be better. They're
1: three and seven in their last ten.
0: Yeah, they've not been good. They're they're blowing it slowly. Levine has been dealing with an injury, I know, which I know you don't like Levine, but he's come on. He's their star player. <laughs> Him dealing with an injury is pretty big
1: for them. See when he gets back how good he is. That's gonna be the uh that's gonna he's be playing, whether he's playing Sam through is the right injury. or wrong. He's playing through on the injury right on now. Levine. Oh, he's mm-hmm. playing through it? Let yeah. me get my violin. <laughs> you're out there. You're fair game. That's what they said yeah. about Hayward, right?
0: Fair enough. All yeah, right, yeah. let's see. Oh,
1: Back thinking? to the task at hand. Um, Charlotte will be in the play-in. They're going to fall off. They're only a game out right now. Celtics have a soft schedule, from what I have been told and heard, you know, towards the end of the season. Um, they've got two games against Miami left, which will be... Something to be heralded.
0: I can read you their upcoming games if you'd like to know the schedule. I'd
1: imagine the Knicks will be in the play-in too. Celtics schedule over the next little bit is not.
0: Well, they're going out
1: easy. west. No, no, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about like in the grand
0: scheme, not not like next week. I'm talking about like, yeah. I mean, next week is half the schedule left almost, but uh, they have um. Let's see. I'll tell Nugget, you right now. They the, play I Minnesota, right who
1: sucks. Nuggets who are then really good. They play These Denver, sports. who's good. Uh, Portland, they should beat the Lakers. They should beat Golden State. They should beat Chicago. Phoenix will be a good game. They'll probably lose to Brooklyn. They should beat Charlotte, OKC, Charlotte again. I mean, they should beat the Spurs, but you know them. And then they play. In in May, they've got Portland, who is a good team, Orlando, Chicago, Miami twice, Cleveland, Minnesota, and the Knicks.
0: So, like you said, grand scheme of things, it's not too too bad, but they do have some tough games up, like coming soon, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like the no, they do. Blazers, yeah. But I agree with you overall. Uh, they have. We're
1: gonna have to be up late last week, uh, next week, last week.
0: Oh, I'm not looking forward <laughs> West, to it. I hate the Western West Conference, man. but um, yeah. So, predict your seven, eight, nine, ten in the East, and then we'll we'll, we'll go through how we think it's gonna play out. Uh,
1: seven realistically should be the Pacers, but who knows.
0: I mean, I mean, T- T.J. McConnell be, had a crazy game last night. The Pacers should be
1: significantly better when, than what their record is. Nobody's talking about that. They're all talking about yeah. the Celtics. Um, okay, so let's say Pacers, will, I, I feel like they'll get up to the 7th seed. They're only two games out of it right now. Okay. Uh, Charlotte will fall down maybe 8 because they're so far ahead of the rest of the field. <laughs> well, actually, no. No, Knicks will be 8 or 7. Okay. And then... Charlotte will probably get as far as nine because Chicago's kind of far behind them and Chicago will probably be the last team.
0: Okay, so then you got Pacers, Hornets at 7-8, and then, uh, no, I'm sorry, you have Pacers, Knicks at 7-8, Hornets, Bulls at 9-10. So who wins that 7-8, Pacers, Knicks? Uh, well, it
1: if this if the record right now says it'll be the Knicks, but the Pacers have probably more talent. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. Brogdon, uh, Lavert, Warren, the bonus. The bonus, the bonus Turner. They should be a lot better than they their record is. Nobody's talking about that.
0: Yes. So you got you got Pacers in that I've one? I've got the Pacers. I, I tend to agree with you there. And then, what is it, Bulls Hornets? I know who I'm picking, but...
1: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen the Bulls play yet with their new team. I mean, by then, the Hornets will probably be healthy. So you got you got to go with the Hornets. That's a good team.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I'm taking Hornets over Knicks if it's me in the next one. But, uh, depends who's bias. healthy. Yeah. Okay.
1: I, I still next, don't understand
0: so. why the Knicks are good, to be honest with you, but they are. And give them Celtics hey, hard sh- time to game. Shout out round. them. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league is why. Yeah. Which is very weird, but shout out Tom Thibodeau for that. And, uh, let's see, let's, let's look at West for a sec. Uh, West I would say is definitely more interesting than the East, but, uh, if you want to pull I up will
1: be pulling. over the moon if the Lakers get in the play in. There's no shot. <laughs> get stuck They're at three the and point. a half
0: games out right now. Oh, Nobody. I don't to open up my browser. My, my play in prediction, I'm going to say probably the four teams in it right now. I'm just going to go Mavericks, Grizzlies, Spurs, Warriors because I don't think the Pelicans are nearly consistent enough to get there. They've been so weirdly inconsistent this season. I will say the only thing I, I, I could predict is the Kings making a push for it, because they have been good as of late, or at least playing better.
1: They've lost four but, uh, in a row.
0: Okay, well, before that, they, they're they're an extremely, uh, from what I was hearing, maybe it was four days ago when I was looking, but I know they're one of the streakiest teams in basketball.
1: Yeah, that's no, yeah. They probably, that, that's usually how it is for teams around there. I mean the Celtics yeah.
0: before the Celtics before they lost four in a row. To, before they, they lost the four in a row, they had they had one five in a row before that. So they're very weird. But uh yeah, I'll I'll probably say Mavericks at seven. I'll see I'll probably keep it in the order. Mavericks, Grizzlies. I'll, I'll say Warriors, Spurs, uh and say Steph carries the worst. Let's see what today. Dallas has 90, coming up. They uh, we'll
1: play Milwaukee today. Definitely interesting. I wonder if that's an national It's crazy.
0: It's crazy that the West seven seed is eight games above five hundred. Yeah. Or six games above yeah. five hundred. That's it really so is. sad. They Very would be sad.
1: fourth in the East and probably only a couple games behind two games, three games behind Milwaukee.
0: Crazy. Wild, but uh, yeah. Western Conference playoffs is going to be definitely interesting. If I had to predict, I'd say Grizzlies win that first matchup and the Warriors sneak in there past the Grizzlies and Spurs as well because Steph Curry's a monster. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play against Steph Curry in a playing game.
1: That's for sure. Hundred Who knows? Maybe we'll get LeBron versus Curry in the play-in. <laughs> I'd, I'd, right. I
0: would love that.
1: Well, yeah, it probably won't happen, but, oh, I want it to happen so bad. No,
0: no, not at all. But, uh, yeah, that's all the Celtics and NBA stuff I had overall to talk about. I do have more this or that game for all us all to cool. talk about. But is, is there anything you had before we, we get to that? Uh, no, no. Oh, let's actually we can do that last. Go ahead. All right. So, first of all, they're, they're, they're weird today. They're weirder. They're mainly Celtics based. But right. uh, I'll start off with this. You have to have one of these two guys as your starting center on the Celtics team. Robert Williams would will be on the bench or whatever, right? right. You have to pick Jared, Jared Sullinger or Brandon Bass as your starting center. <laughs> Who would be taken?
1: I mean, when they were here, they were both playing forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, both probably Brandon Bass because he was like consistent. Okay. You know, when he was when he was with the Celtics, he was really consistent.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I was a big fan of Jared Sollinger, though. I'll, I'll be the first to admit. I was a, a big Jared Sollinger guy. Oh, I he was just him a little bit him, a He was a little bit thick, as they say. I, I um, liked Sollinger a lot. He was dope. But um, number two, it, I'll expand the question a little further. But if you could have any, not, I don't want to make it any Celtics. I'm not talking like, you know, Kelly Olynyk. I'm not talking these main role player guys. I'm talking guys who very rarely ever played for the Celtics back on this team who you'd shoot. Because I was talking with Tim about this last night. Abdel Nader is shooting 40% from three this season on two attempts a game for the Suns, who are a good team. P.J. Dozier is playing elite defense for the Nuggets this season and shooting 33% from deep on a lot of attempts, playing 20 minutes a night. Uh, Max Struess is shooting league average from three on four attempts a night for the Heat. Like Guys like that, if you could choose any of those types of guys to come back for the Celtics and play a role on this team this year, who would it be?
1: um that's a good question i think i feel like they could use pj dozier a lot he's athletic he's shooting all right the defense is really helpful but i mean they also could benefit from a, from a shooter like nader streus but I, i'd probably say dozier mm-hmm. i'm trying to think if there's anybody yeah. else i mean i'd like to see rondo that'd be a lot of fun wouldn't it <laughs> <He's> an <answer. laughs> i don't know
0: if that counts as one of those types of uh minor players i think he played a pretty solid role he is here in my opinion but (laughs) i'd probably lean out Nader for that 40 percent shooting because that's that's nasty trying to think trying to think of other guys that got rid of that
1: didn't really like play a lot for the Celtics. i couldn't
0: find any i looked for a bunch of them last night and i couldn't find crowder
1: really doesn't fit but he's another one that would be a good return and Um, that's
0: my next question for you my next question was was it jay crowder or marcus morris or realistically you can take any of that level players back you know what i'm saying so like I think Kelly Lennick you can take other guys,
1: I think Marcus Morris helps a lot, really. I mean, no, not Marcus Morris, I'm so sorry Crowder. I think Crowder I was gonna say <laughs> I think he fits better. I think Morris yeah. might be a better player if you're like needing someone to like be one of the better players on your team, but if you need a role player, then Crowder's your guy probably He plays defense he can shoot <sighs> Avery Bradley might not be bad, but he he isn't really good anymore. Mm -hmm. can't wear the same number that would bother me too crowder couldn't either i don't know that'd be tough
0: i'm sure taco would give him his number back i don't know i I wouldn't surprise me i I was surprised when you said morris i was like really there's no shot i take. yeah i was too i was surprised when i said it (laughs) all right this one i know what your answer is going to be but i have to ask you anyways and i want you to i was going to say i want you to be as unbiased should i I entertain it first
1: should i should i sell it all right yes
0: resign fournier or resign smart i was going to include kemba but i know your answer wouldn't be kemba for any of those so uh, those three kemba smart fournier i'll make it this resign two of them the other one has to walk who you're resigning oh,
1: well the, the first two i mean smart smart fournier yeah i okay. mean it's a no-brainer right and i mean kemba's just not at, at the current rate he's not in the future of the team whether they re signed him on a smaller deal and he's a bench scorer, like a spark plug, maybe, uh, maybe I, I'm not I'm not out on Kemba yet either. It's just I like the other two guys a lot. Maybe not Fournier yet. He's only played two or three games, but he's Smart, been hot I, though. Yeah, been hot. I think Smart. I mean, you got to keep him around.
0: So Smart, Fournier, Kemba in that order of importance. Yeah, as,
1: as my man okay. Maddie Ice said on Twitter yesterday, uh, championship means nothing without Marcus Smart.
0: Gotcha. All right. So my next question, I'm talking, I'm going to pull up the Celtics roster here just so I don't, you know, forget anybody important. Um, but my next question is along those same lines, because realistically speaking, the Celtics roster is a bunch of young guys, like a ton of young guys who are going to need to be re-signed soon, right? Whether it's in next year, the year after, two years after that, it's a bunch of young guys who need to be re-signed. So I'm talking this realm of of people, um, Neesmith, Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Shemi Ojale, Peyton Pritchard. Um, I won't include Robert Williams because I think he separated himself a little bit. You can only re-sign two of them. Pritchard and right?
1: uh, Langford. Langford, he He's jumped up there for you? Well, he's played decent. He played like a little bit of a dope at the beginning of the game, but he had some big plays yesterday. Nice step back three. He's played good defense since coming back. Pritchard, <laughs> of course, I mean, he's a lock as okay. of now. He plays consistently he has really uh impactful nights more than any of those guys maybe Shemi is like another one but i don't know he's he's not gonna make any money somewhere else
0: hey i want to shout out my main man grant for getting ro- being rotational again he's back in the rotation
1: grant played right. decent yesterday he had a nice dive on the floor play he
0: doesn't he doesn't even need to score he didn't score a single point yesterday and you notice his impact that's that's great williams for you that's my man. I don't that's know my if main, I noticed his impact, but I, I remember he right, drove on right. the floor. <laughs> that's impact. Come on. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, yeah, I, I think I'd probably lean towards uh, Lankford and Pritchard as well. Maybe maybe Grant over Lankford. But I know, Neesmith just, is a sleeper I, candidate
1: because we haven't really seen anything from him yet. Like As fans, we don't know what his potential is.
0: You never know. I, 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 it annoys me that Carson Edwards has fallen out of the rotation, even though I understand because he doesn't do much. Like I, I wish he would do more. Is my point. I wish he could be doing more because I think it, he has the potential to. Uh, yeah. He's gonna go to another and Tremont, team and
1: people are gonna be really mad that he's good all of a sudden.
0: And Tremont Waters has just disappointed us. We are huge fans coming. Into yeah, there. we he's, were all
1: over Tremont Waters, weren't we? Jeff?
0: <laughs> really were. And he looked good last year. He's just kind of.
1: Yeah.
0: This season, so. Uh, not great. The size great. is catching then, up to
1: him, I think, unfortunately, for him. Yeah. Even though he had a um, nice layup in garbage time a couple days ago. <laughs> nice move. If that's
0: the highlight we're talking about, it's probably not ideal. <laughs> but uh, the last question I had for you is not including Rondo. You're not allowed to use Rondo as an answer to this question. I purposefully left him out because I knew he would be your answer. You can add a prime Pierce, a prime Garnett, or a prime Ray Allen to this team. And keep out bias because I know you don't like Ray Allen. Just think of his game. To this team, who would you add?
1: Not Pierce, even though I love him. Uh, just because he's too similar to Tatum and Brown. I'd probably yep. say Garnett. I think they could use uh, somebody to kick him in the ass. Even uh, current Garnett as a bench coach would be pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I think he'd bring intensity. He would get those guys going to be a good leader. Ray Allen... Uh, he, he'd be beneficial too, just because of his shooting and he has good work ethic. Like obviously, I mean, the guy was like a machine, um, but Garnett probably is the best one. He yeah. fills more of a need.
0: That's what I'd go with too. And I if he played today, like he'd shooting.
1: be shooting threes without a doubt. That's
0: what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. He, he'd give us a little bit of shooting. I uh, give the Celtics some much needed paint defense. And if there's anybody to shut down and beat, you take prime Garnett through him there. He'll, he'll do a pretty solid job. If you ask me uh yeah with, like, that's all the he would
1: have to go to therapy poor guy <laughs> like oh my god the things that's he would say the... to Embiid.
0: that's all the this or that i got for you though so you said there was one other thing you wanted to bring up yeah the celtics uh stole the name of his podcast yeah i knew it yeah they they released their first episode today with uh danny ainge so already leaping us in terms of guests but uh yeah that that was a little punch to the gut uh, we've been doing this since or it's been a podcast since twenty nineteen and they just hopped on the hopped on the wave, I suppose to the name but uh he like
1: exactly like they did from the guys that stole our name,
0: yeah first, you know yeah, hey, had we, multiple we, we, had our, we had our name
1: stolen one time, but like it didn't really matter, but like this time it matters,
0: yeah, this one's a little like like there are other podcasts called from the rafters out there there I know there's one specifically that's just like two guys talking like wrestling or something, but to to come into the, the Celtics small niche as the Boston Celtics and kind of, you know, like the name. It's a little bit of a disappointing, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm sure
1: see. it's an excellent product, but
0: yeah, I'm uh, sure it's very entertaining. I mean, Abby Chin, Mark D'Amico, Sean Grandy, Kendrick Perkins and Danny Ainge is the first guest. Like, I'd listen to it. It's just, you know, it's, it's tough when they take the name. <laughs> so... uh yeah appreciate all the support you guys have given us yeah a lot of likes on
1: jack's tweets complaining about it
0: (laughs) yes sir yes sir but uh yeah i mean obviously we want no beef with the celtics we 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 would like to keep a a professional kind relationship it's just upsetting i suppose to uh see that they to some degree stole the name or unintentionally or I, i can't imagine it was intentional it's it's tough to see but uh yeah, that's all I had for today's episode. Like, is that all you had yeah, to bring no, up? I mean, yeah, I don't think I have uh, anything I was, else. I was also going to bring that up because I saw them tweet about it. And I had a couple of guys DM me saying, wow, that's brutal, man. Because <laughs> they just. One of my friends said like, about uh,
1: chat yesterday. He was like, oh, how do you feel about that? And I was like, oh, yeah. Jack's not happy about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's frustrating at the very least. But I'm not now.
1: convinced there's anything we can do about it, but we'll see
0: exactly exactly but uh yeah thank you guys so much for listening or watching if you're on youtube uh you guys can follow me at Jack jackson NBA. follow us at Town usa on twitter uh, and sam go ahead
1: yeah thanks for listening so much or watching if you're watching like share subscribe if you're listening tell your friends i don't know leave a good review if that's what people do on leave podcasts. a rating on apple
0: podcast yeah know. or follow um, on spotify you can follow on spotify. Well, you can follow on spotify, <laughs> spotify. follow
1: on spotify um yeah, thank you so much for listening. Follow Jack at Jackson MBA. Uh follow at Bannertown USA. If you uh, you know you want to join the fight against the uh, the power, right? You can <laughs> you can do that. I don't know, you can tweet at them, tell them they, they've <laughs> stolen something that isn't theirs.
0: And shout out Hayden Jones commenting under the Celtics page uh, about us. We appreciate that moment. Yeah. Shout out you. Right.
1: Um Yep, so that's it. Uh, you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.